johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. We're back with another episode of Sports Insider Radio, the Vegas Ringers, Dave Miller and Mike Show. What's going on, guys? Well, it's, it's the summer months as we uh, get ready for less than 100 days of football to go. Uh, it's just a very exciting time. You're gets, for me, at least, um, you know, I start to see the, the live mandatory mini camps. You know, when Tom Brady's out there already in June, that means he means business. So it's, you know, as football approaches, but I don't want to really get ahead of myself because honestly, and I could say this with confidence, this has been the best baseball season we've had, period, um, with the, obviously the introduction of the overs model that now we're going full steam with and Dave is on a heater, which again, you know, it's short term. We're not sitting here jumping up and down that it's going to be an everyday thing, but Dave will tell you, uh, I don't know if he's on the show right now, but he's seeing a really good value every single day. Um, even on the ones that we lose. I mean, he's, he, the line moves in our favor predominantly. So overall we've been consistently making our clients a lot of money this summer. And, um, with only about a two-month stretch now until we're seeing preseason football, you know, I'm very excited for what's to come. I don't believe he's on the air yet. I think he had a late night, and he might be, uh, it might be the John and Mike show, literally. Well, I got, I got, yeah, well, yeah, I got, I got the, um, the, a couple of videos from him yesterday. He had a little mamacita with him, um, you know. But, you know, the, Dave is a jack-of-all-trades. He could be out all night to 3, 4 a.m., sleep to 2, wake up, and then run the numbers and hit 4-1 and one or 5-1 and one like he did yesterday, right? Just all depending on the number, if you actually had a better line on one of the totals. So, you know, the, the advantage is if you're playing with us, we're coaching you, we're educating you. I mean, John, you weren't on the show, um, but – if you remember the couple weeks ago when we didn't have Dave either and we had our uh, one of our clients, Mr. Fish, calling, do you know how many times I've been told by other clients now that they basically say to me, look, I'm not quite ready to treat it like a business from the investment side. And what I mean by that for the listeners 
It's not betting opinions. It's market edge strategies where you're basically reading Don Best screens all night. You're taking advantage of opportunities, and you're basically doing player props. I mean, it's a whole business behind it with multiple accounts. Where I have clients call me and go, look, I want to do what the poker player does. I don't have the bandwidth to sit here and play all these other sports and try to handicap the board. It's too much, even though I probably would be decent. Like Mr. Fish said, I don't have the time for it. I'm a professional poker player. My time is valuable. So he pays for us to do it for him. So what I'm realizing is there's, there's going to be two types of clients. There's going to be the client that wants to take it 100% invested, basically use it as a secondary job before he quits that original job and becomes a full-time trader versus other guys that are just very busy individuals that simply want to be told what to bet and when to bet. So I think that's just a new layer of the business that we have uncovered. I mean, in so many years of doing this, a lot of, a lot of the conversations I personally have always had was there's no such thing as you winning today, you thinking that a sample size of one day. It's like every client I talk to, he wants to see how he does today before treating it like a business with David Miller. And no matter how many times I repeat and say one day does not matter, the volatility is insane for a 24-day interval in any trading platform, they still don't get it because they're like designed programmatically to if it doesn't win today the guy is not good for whatever you know advisor he's using and that's the flawed part of the industry versus what we're trying to achieve is look i know going into it i have no idea if i'm going to win today i don't even know if i'm going to have a winning week i know that if you follow the model 30 days at a time you're going to show a guaranteed profit because we're so disciplined but it's it's no matter what we do and how much we try to educate it's hard to educate the uneducated and that type of demographic that we deal with, the guy that just all he cares about is gambling, doesn't care about long-term, doesn't care about how to play small percentage you know, trades on an everyday basis. He is just looking for that five-teamer that's going to pay him 20 to one. And no matter what I say, that's the only wager that he thinks is going to actually you know, excite him. So we have the opposite philosophy. I mean, look at you, John. Right now you're you're a predominantly you have a dog system that's only exploiting the dogs in the market and you have a an auto bet strategy that I'm not going to release on the air that you have basically implemented that has worked no, quite you can well. release it to everybody. I put it on my YouTube channel. I'm betting against John, one team for the, you could tell them. I'm betting against the Dodgers every single game till the all star break July nineteenth. I know I will be profitable, and uh, like I said, you know they're the most overrated team in all of baseball. The numbers don't lie. They, if you've bet, I'm going to bring them up exactly right now. If you've bet every single Dodgers game this season, you are currently 35 and 20 minus 95 dollars for the season, up 15 games. So for people that want to tell me about betting high chalk favorites, I'll prove them wrong over and over and over again. Again, now does that mean? Dodgers can't go on a 10-game winning streak the next 10, 10 games from now till next week. Does it mean from this Wednesday to next Wednesday, I can't go 0-7 the next seven days betting against the Dodgers? No, absolutely not on short-term variance. But if I go 0-7 and I lose one unit 
and then I go four and then win four games, and I'm four and seven after those seven. I'm actually up money being four and seven because of the prices they give. Last night was actually the shortest number I've seen the Dodgers. They've been an underdog once this season. That was the shortest favorite they were. They were only laying 120 yesterday at the White Sox. So, yeah, I only got back 10 cents on the White Sox. The purpose of the system is not to be betting the Dodgers when they're plus 10 cents against them. It's to be betting them when they're plus 180, 200, 300, so so on and so forth. Yeah, and I mean, that's the cool part about what we do is the business is never the same. The only thing that stays the same is money management. That's one thing we will never deviate from. We will never say this, this, like, I, I, for some reason today must be the day where it's, I have recollection of these conversations I've had for, with clients for years. And, and another favorite one um, that, that always comes to mind is, What's that, you know, what, what could I bet 50% of my bankroll on? Is there a game that, you know, I could actually put 50%, 75%? And I, I started laughing. It's like, at this point, it's very comical. What do you mean? Well, the, the last guy I talked to basically said he's got a 200-unit play. This game is a lot. I started laughing again. It's like, I can't understand how the people in this country for – to be that naive, to think there's a sure shot when you're dealing with not one human, not even a tennis match where you just have to depend on the one guy not to get hurt. You're depending on all the guys not to get injured, not to get hurt, not to do something stupid to get suspended in an NBA game, not to do something stupid and get suspended in a basketball game, foul out. I mean, there's all these variables that are uncontrollables, something that pre-game it's extremely hard. You cannot find out that a guy has a minuscule tear that he doesn't even know about in his knee, and he's just been practicing with it for five years, and all of a sudden that one day, you know, it's like that type of stuff is you can never, ever control. So if you know that's part of the equation when you're placing a wager, it's not like you're betting on a stock where you have some information that because of the news that are going to come out this afternoon, it's going to go up. You're dealing with a spread on a game, and you're dealing with humans that anything could happen. If you know that's part of it, why would you ever put 50% of your bankroll on any of those? And no matter if I have the same conversation, I tell them those exact words, I still get told, well, do you have a, do you have a game that you can bet 50% on? It's like they didn't hear anything. All they care about is, how do I have $1,000 in my pocket? I walk into a casino and put 500 of it on the roulette wheel. That's what they want to hear. It's so it's, it's almost insulting, but at the end of the day, it's, it's not their job to know how to win. They obviously are calling us and they're using us for advice because they can't figure out how to win. So I am a lot more um, understanding I'm definitely, I take a, a more of an, you know, a teaching approach when I start talking to these guys and, and I'm very patient with them because I realize they're, they're not calling me. They're not all going to be like the couple clients that I have right now that are very educated, understand money management. They just don't have the time for it. So a lot of the clientele that we're getting, it's the reverse. We're getting guys that um, just don't get it. And if that's the case, 
I'm willing to put in the work, especially in the summertime. I mean, again, we're here five to seven days a week in the summertime like it's football season. We don't just turn it off. And, and most people in this industry that know us under, and respect us for that. So, you know, even though Dave is not on right now, which for whatever reason he is still, you know, asleep from his big night last night, the guy, I wanted to really, John, I wanted him to come on the show. No, we, have I a cam- to- we have a cameo coming on, but we'll, we'll wait till he pops on. Um, okay. Because he did go 5-1 and one yesterday, so I was very excited for me to tell. He pro- the funny thing about Dave, he probably doesn't even know. And when I tell him today, he goes, really? I went 5-1? Like, he's, he's such a disciplined trader that he just doesn't fall in love with these teams or watch the games. That A lot of times when we talk about the next day, he has no clue. <laughs> So I have one. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's but again, most people that I talk to that follow Dave on Instagram and Vegas Ringers for any of these guys, you know, they, he went on like a seven and zero free pick run last week, and they call in. They go, "We want. I want the mentorship, and I explain the fees, and you could tell the, sh- you know, what do you normally bet a game?" And again, it's nothing. It's it's a lot of regurgitation of what I've said in the past, which is. You wouldn't attempt. You would not attempt. And again, I'm not a financial advisor. You would not attempt to trade a thousand dollars stock with five hundred dollars in your account. And you know, it's really refreshing dealing with financial traders, people that day trade the markets. Because you know, again, I'm very, uh, I'm a mercenary. I don't love. You know this. I don't love sports. I don't watch sports. I don't care about sports. I get it. You do. I get it. Micah does. Um, Dave really doesn't either. It's all about edge betting. And, you know, it's funny because these people that you do mentorships with that are in Europe, you know, they're not watching United States sports. They may be fans of soccer or football, you know, over there, but they're not, they're not following these teams. And it's not, you know, like I always tell people, like, I was listening to Howard Stern this morning, and he was talking about hobbies. He said, I have a lot of hobbies. And, you know, get hobbies, guys. Betting is not a hobby. Betting is a market. It's no different than when you turn on CNBC or Fox Business and you see the ticker going on the bottom of the screen. When you turn on a sporting event right now, they they put up the odds and the in-game live betting odds on the games um, each and every every day. Um, and when you look at those, it doesn't say anything about stats and trends or players. It's, it's, it's just a board like a stock screen, like a trading software. And I just think that, unfortunately, and I've said this several times in the past, Mike, is that the barrier to entry to sports betting is very low. You know, you live in a state where sports wagering is legal. You can open up an account with 100 bucks. If you want to day trade financial obligations and you want margin, you have to have a minimum of $25,000 in your account. You know, in a perfect world, um, you, would deal with, you would be dealing with people that are funded. You know I spend a lot of my time when I take calls qualifying the player on the phone to what his goals and needs are, not to what I'm trying to sell him. This is the big misnomer, and a lot of people use the same lingo and verbiage. You know, I've been taken before, I paid for picks, and I've lost in them before. And I go, no, you weren't taken, you took yourself. You believe that a game couldn't lose. You believe that a game was going to win by five touchdowns. You believed in some marketing circles that there was an absolute blowout. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And I'm too old. I'm going to be 50 years old. 
I, I'm too old for that to believe that. You know, and my whole thing is, you know, caveat emptor, buyer beware. If you are starting this love of sports wagering because you're a fan of the sport, and then you want to progress to trying to make money off something you enjoy watching. Clients say all the time, I really love football. I really – can you really get another hobby? Can you, get, can you love something else other than football? Can you, can, you, can you get a hobby that's like cool seven months, 12 months a year that has nothing to do with what sporting event is on TV? You're, you, you're a prime example. Every morning before you come to work, you're on the golf course. It has no bearing and no effect on whether there's foot. Now, granted, you won't be playing foot, uh, golf. I don't think you're going to be doing 18 holes on a Sunday morning in football. No, 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 no. no. But we all know that's, I mean, in this business, you're running a marathon. So, But the, my, my point is this is a lifestyle thing. This is like people always ask what it takes to be a professional gambler. And the, and the real answer is, the real question should be, what does it take to be a professional trader? And sports just happens to be the market you're interested in trading. Dave is the perfect poster child for that. He does not care at all about loving a sport or loving a team or loving a game. He just goes on with his life lives it daily, and might prefer different sports based upon the, 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 the volume. I mean, he loves college basketball because all pro- professional bettors love college basketball, not because they love basketball. They need volume to be successful, and they need to run as much money through the system as they possibly can. So when you have more money that you're running through the system, that means you love that sport more. It doesn't mean, you know, how many times have you been asked, Mike, what sport do you think is the easiest? Football, basketball, baseball? What, what, I said, I always where say is the that one even in a season. valid question? Where is that even a valid question? I'm sorry? Yeah, I say the one is in seizing at the moment. That's the easiest one. Right. The, but but, but that's, my point. what you're saying is true, but... Dave, and he'll come on here shortly, will tell you, football, college football, he has the biggest edges. Not saying it's the easiest, because he comes from a financial background, he believes that football has the biggest edges. So, right. But when you but talk about being dispassionate, I think, I think that the passion and the enjoyment and the enrichment that somebody like, uh, am I passionate about seeing my son happy when the Ravens win? Sure, but that has nothing to do with betting. Will I take him to a Ravens game as a father? Sure. Do I care if I don't have any money on the game? No. And do I care about? I went personally. I went one and three yesterday on my underdog system. Had four games, won one, lost three. Could care less. For the listeners out there listening, it doesn't matter. It's short-term variance. I'm playing a system of underdogs where I know that if I'm 40%, four out of six in every 10, I'm making money. And so do I go to bed in a bad mood? No. Not only did I not go into bed in a bad mood, I didn't even check the scores before I went to bed. It's just not – it's on to the next day. Yesterday's history, today's a mystery. Me looking in the rearview mirror isn't going to accomplish anything. And I think the problem is when a lot of these guys go on and they watch David's Instagram stories and social media, what they're not taking away is he's not sitting in his house. 
He's not sitting at a desk. He's at the bar. He's walking to the gym. He's crossing the street in Denver, Colorado. He's in Las Vegas, walking on Fremont Street. He's everywhere other than an office confined by four walls because the work doesn't require him to sit there and obsess over the outcome of each individual game. And I just think that in the summertime, a lot of people need to hear the truth, which is a lot of people that listen to this show, whether it's live or archived online, are not wagering right now. They're not trading sports right now because they're, quote-unquote, waiting till football. My personal opinion, if you're that guy, you've lost before you started. Because there is no season, there is no sport, sports wagering is legal and over 50% of the states now where you have no excuse that you're worried about sending your money offshore or dealing with Uncle Vinny on the, on the corner. And what's refreshing in that legalization world that we're living in is that a lot of the people that I talk to that are high net worth individuals are managing multi-million dollar portfolios in the financial markets, and they take a piece of that and they put 100000 200000 in their legal license publicly traded sports book, and they understand that they're applying the same parameters from the financial markets, which is not how much money can I make. It's what percentage return can I make on my money. Money is, is nothing. Percentages are what matters. And I just, this weekend, Dave, I told Dave, and for everybody that's listening that follows him on Instagram, I'm the, I'm the devil. I told Dave, do not give out any free picks for at least a week. You guys listening on his, on his, his stories got seven free winners in a row. And then all you want to do is DM him and go, who do you like, who do you like, what do you got, what do you got? Because almost when you do that, when you give out that little bit, that little one game a day, you almost reinforce the bad attitude of the degenerate, short-term, dopamine-laden gambler. I do it on my YouTube channel all the time. I give out winner after winner after winner after winner on my YouTube channel. And the second I, I don't give out a winner, I get DMs to Alexa. Hey, you got anything? What's he like? What do you got? I'm well, guilty it, of it as well. You know what's in, in the most infuriating thing to me of late is when I have a 45-minute conversation with – and I'll say his name on air. I won't say his last name. His name is Dino. Hopefully he is listening. He's right there in Las Vegas. So I have a 45-minute conversation with him. Probably have one of the most educated adult – business, trading, whatever you want to call a conversation where it's very to the point, understands logistics, understands that he's been betting on his own, can't win, and he's been struggling, and he's, trying, and he's been following Dave for a year on Instagram and is really understanding. And I go, well, look, if you want direct access to every one of his pregame wagers, his opinion plays, you have to be on Telegram. No problem. I'm out of town. I'll be here next week. Next week comes excuse after excuse, I let it go. Don't even talk to him for two, three weeks. Assume he's just back to his bad habits of, let me figure out if I could beat the books on my own. Sometimes it's those hard lessons that get him back to reality, which is it's very, very hard. And if you can do it, it's, you're taking up way too much of your time where you're probably not being present for the rest of your life. But then Mr. Dino sends me a text. Um, it was game one of the NBA Finals. And Dave must have given out the Warriors because so far we're one and one in the finals. He lost the first game, won the second game. And he sends me a ticket from the South Point 
going, I'm going against Dave. Ha ha. I'm like, this guy has to be kidding me. Like went from being an adult to being a four-year-old child that's trying to like one up me. I'm I, I, I cannot believe that somebody could be that much of a child that needs to get his way. Like it's like a little kid in a tirade. And I, it just infuriated me. I'm like, man, it's confirmation because most gam- gamblers versus traders don't want to win money. They want confirmation of their own bad opinion. And like I said, when you're as old as I am and you, 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 you have hobbies that are outside of the, the realm of like, how can I say this in a nice way to all you guys that are fans? Like, you're worrying about guys running up and down the field making millions of dollars as opposed to just treating them like what they are, virtual stocks. It's like, who cares? They're, they don't care about you. Why do you care about them? I talk to guys you know all the time that won't bet against their client? favorite team. I'm sorry? You know who cares about that client the most? Who's that? The sports book. Sportsbook loves Dinos of the world. They love them. They, oh, they want 100%. them to be like that. I put 22, send me a ticket from this out. 22,000, like he's some big shot, big wig, like he wants me to Who be cares? impressed. Yeah, right, care. but it's like, I already know it's been, what, a week, week and a half since the text? Probably lost it all. He's probably the guy that chased the following week, that's following game, and that's the typical pompous, uneducated person that the sports but again there's, there's an article there's an article that the the uh the ceo of fanduel is trying to or DraftKings, one of them is trying to have is trying to get the sharps out of the sports book i mean when you read articles like that are available in the public domain the dave sent us a link about uh one of these guys you know, one of the CEOs of a sports book is basically saying he's going to work this football season to eliminate smart money. What he's basically saying is, I only want non-advantage players. They're going to lose. They're going. To, I don't mean consistently lose. Everybody knows in order to lose, you have to win some of the games. It gives you this vote of confidence. Oh, I went four in a row. Oh, I went five in a row. Oh, I went six in a row. Um, we have a good friend of ours. Um, you know, the bet's really big, and he has his own little system with uh, totals. He might be listening. He might not. And down in Florida, you know, I love him. He, he, the guy's won 70000 in the last two weeks on his system. But the thing is, he's learned from the past that he's not pressing because if he wants you press, which is what the sports books want you to do, you give it all back and then some. I always say sports betting or day trading in the financial markets is like a woman or a man trying to lose weight. They go on a diet, they lose 15, 20 pounds very quickly. Then they go off the diet, and they gain 30 pounds back. They never gain back what they lost. They gain back what they lost plus some. And this is what happens in the sports wagering world. They didn't make sports betting legal in all these states because they expected the person on the other end of the phone or opening an account to be profitable and make money. They expect it to be a profitable enterprise where they're giving value to their publicly traded stock shareholders because the profits are huge because 99.99% of the people that bet are losing. And like I say on many show, 
you know, we keep it real. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on uh, Twitter. I see all the marketing and the sports information slash handicapping world that we live in. And, you know, it, 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 it makes our job a little harder because everything is about the short term. Everything is about media gratification. Everything is about, you know, I'm 4-0 in the last four. Who cares? I'm 10-0 in the last 10. Who cares? Talk to me. I was on the phone with a potential client one day, and he's like, what's your record? And I send him a 611-game record, and the guy, like, dropped the phone. I'm like, I don't care about four games. You want to see your record? I'll show you six, seven hundred, eight, nine hundred games. Completely different world that we're living in, which is why we're boutique, which is why the barrier to entry is very expensive relative to what you can find by going to these pick sites and paying 20 bucks, 30 bucks for a hot pick. We know, and you know, and I know that today is game three. Is today game three or tomorrow? Tonight. Tonight. So you know how many millions of dollars will be transacted on sports handicapping websites from people that are going to go in on a site and they're going to just buy one game. Game three. Celtics three and a half, two thirteen and a half against the Warriors. They go from Golden State. They travel back to Boston. It's in, no one's going to care about baseball. The handle on baseball tonight will be significantly less from the public. It will only be high from the sharps like us because we don't forget about baseball. Is Dave on? This is Micah. Micah, let's talk about we let's talk about something. Micah Smith has saved the day. You don't have to listen to me ramble. Um, Micah, talk to me, brother, about the Saudi Arabia. What's it called? The LIV series. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, so you're the golf you're the golf better extraordinaire. Mike's the golf player. So you know, I saw DeChambeau went on. Yeah, he and Patrick committed yesterday. Yeah, Patrick actually dropped out of the RBC Canadian Open this, this week. He was he was in the field, dropped out yesterday. Um, but yeah, think about this, man. It, that that RBC Canadian Open was at eight, like around an eight million dollar prize purse. This tournament's a twenty five million dollar prize purse, right? So the winner's going to get like four million. So. And the, I think last place gets a guaranteed one hundred and fifty thousand. So it's, it's it's hard to turn down that money for any so of what the do you, guys. What do you but, think it is? You, do you think it's the guys that are joining this outside of Dustin Johnson because he knows he's very capable? Are they the guys that are basically saying, "Look, we're probably not that good to win a major, <laughs> so it doesn't matter to us as much. Yeah. I'd rather just get paid while I'm in my prime." Do you think that's what it is? Well, I mean, Bryson is still in his prime, even though he just had that surgery, but he has a lot. I mean, he's young. He's probably, you know, low 20s. I mean, mid-20s. I don't know what his exact age is, but he was surprised me a little bit. But he's kind of like he does things that people doesn't, you know. I like Bryson because he works harder than anybody. He has a way of doing things that's different, right? So I guess it's kind of not surprising. But, yeah, you're right, man. It could be just – I mean, the whole field does look like it's a – Kind of, I don't want to say washed up players, but don't they're on their down slope. I mean, even Dustin hasn't played good in a while. But you, you, I mean, you're right, man. And it, it's just a different format too. And, and and what's kind of cool about it is it's only three rounds, right? So the randomness is going to be more in effect. Where somebody from that's some of these golfers, golfers I've never heard of, right? So that they have a chance of winning four million dollars a lot easier. 
versus um, you know, in, in a four in a four four round event, right? In a PGA Tour event. So, but what do you yeah. so what do you yeah. know about when they're making like the team names? What is that all about? Well, there's to my knowledge, there's 48, no more than 48 players, and they're going to have four teams, right? Four teams of 12. Got it. Um, there's a five million dollar separate pool of money for the team play, right? So they're going Do to, they draft the teams like the team captains? They each week, every single week, there's new teams drafted. There'll be team captains each week, new teams drafted. And to my knowledge, I don't quote me on this, but I think they split that five million up. Um, and then at the end of the year, there's a fifty million dollar prize pool at Trump National in Miami, where I don't know the winner will probably get eight or ten million for that one tournament. Um, but yeah, and there's a lot of money being thrown at these players. I mean, I saw Tiger turn down one billion. That's crazy, right? So, you think, you think that was accurate, money, or that was just kind of like a like an article? You I think he really turned down a billion? Well, I don't know. I can see him do it. He is so loyal. He's a loyal guy. He's loyal to that PGA Tour. I mean, he's just a loyal person, right? Um, right. But I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's accurate. I just read a few articles about it, but but it's, um, but the money that's being thrown at this tournament is. I mean, the whole series, I mean, it's pretty good. And there's and it's only like eight tournaments too, right? So it's not like it's a, a whole season. So it's eight tournaments. And the thing, the 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 one thing that we don't know is next week it's being played at like New Jersey or Boston, right? So it'll be in the United States. Mm-hmm. And PGA is just fighting for there to be some kind of stipulation to, to a punishment for the players that are on the PGA Tour that are playing in that event. But I don't know. I've seen where Greg Norman's going to go to court to battle for them and stuff like that. But it's interesting for sure. And you know, betting wise, I'm not. I'm gonna kind of watch this tournament and kind of see how it goes. But I think it's more capable for. I don't know a lot of the the high priced players, but for a random player to win, being only three rounds, it's more random versus four, right? Because the best players going to come out on top in the end. The more rounds they play. So I think there's a, there's a lot of opportunities for guys to make a lot of money that don't have it yet. And in the PGA well, Tour, what, uh, there's a lot of amateurs that are playing. They can't get paid. If you're an amateur, you're not, you know, you're not turned professional. You can't get paid in the PGA Tour. They're going to pay them. And, right. And, That's and a big difference. Doing, that's a big difference for college players, man. Yeah. So it looks like we have a, a new guest, Mr. <laughs> D. Mill. What's going Can on, I brother? How you feeling? Night. You feel refreshed? Forgive me. Forgive me. Yeah, that's not really. Made it. I like I it. To, all I four of us. This is pretty cool. I had to be on. Where's Mr. Syndicate? I'm right here. Yo, you didn't answer. You didn't answer my question. I was speaking to you in Spanish last night. You never responded. <laughs> oh, man. Guatemala or Nicaragua? Night. Was I close? Colombia, yeah. <laughs> oh, Colombia. Sorry, I was off. I was in the wrong jurisdiction. Yeah, I'm killing it with girls, guys. But all right. So anyway, we're talking about. Golf. Hey, 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 hey! You're not just killing it sure. with girls. You're also killing it with sides. MLB <laughs> sides are rolling. Yeah, is that Mike? It's hard to hear. Is that Mike? It is. It is. Yes. Yeah. 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 We're tr- yeah. I told you, man. I, when I was down, I told you. I said, just wait. I'm feeling good. I, I got this. Yeah. That's what's up, brother. 
Never had any doubt, brother. Never had a single doubt. And then doubt. Today, today, today it's 90 degrees here. We're going to the theme park. That's walking distance, by the way, and we're going to have a good day. And then I'm going, you guys will be proud of me, to an Avs game. I'm going to go. Oh, go to wow. My, friends t- my friend told me, he's like, you need to go. I don't care what you have. We're going to one game one or game two. So I bet. Let's go. So I know you guys will be proud of me there. <laughs> what what is it tonight? They're still playing the other on the East Coast, Eastern Conference. Yeah, they're still playing. I think it's tied two two. I yeah, it's tied two two. And then well, it was New York like minus one seven. I don't know what it is now. What is it now? Like a flip? Yeah, it's got, yeah because they were up two zero at first. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, at least something's competitive, right? And then the Celtics. That's going to be really cool, yeah. though. Stanley Cup Finals. I think they'll be a really cool experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have to go. I mean, my buddy's like, man, you absolutely have to go your walking distance. What's wrong with you? Live a little. I said, you got me. Let's do it. Let's go. So he's going to buy the tickets, and then I'll just bring a random guest, or maybe I'll bring Tiffany, my cousin. <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't thought about it, but I have to go. When are we, when are we going to have Tiffany on too. the show? <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. you guys will go too, though, right? I'm not wasting time. You guys will go too if you were here, right? No. 100%. You crazy. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean, I went to the okay. last game. I went to the Caps game in the in the playoffs. It was actually my first ever hockey game. It was game seven of the Caps ended up losing that year. But the the I never realized outside of football how much energy there is in a hockey game. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. it, it is pretty freaking amazing. You're, you're really – and especially for the finals and the Avalanche being as good as they are, like you're going to have a really good time. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, and then and then everybody, all my friends were, that I met here, I call them friends, and now, but they all went through the playoffs. I was like, damn, one day I'll go there. It's not as fun. As, it's not as fun as basketball or baseball, but now I'm kind of backed in the corner. Everybody's like, you got to show up to the finals. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And I don't even know how much it is yet. Kind of scared, but we're going. Even kind of scared. In the nosebleed. Yeah. What? <laughs> How much is, I don't know how much it is. And then look, Vala, D Mill is humble Vala. in every single investment. Still humble. Vala, like you Vala care about the price of the game. <laughs> Vala wants to go to that first Monday night football game, so I promised him we would go to Seattle and Denver. In Seattle, nice. so I got two games planned, boys. So all right, let's do this. You you don't think you know, they plan that, Dave? Russell Wilson going to Denver, and now Seattle's Absolutely playing Denver the first Monday night game. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> NFL's great. Did, Love it. Didn't they release? Didn't they release the schedule after that happened? I mean, I'm not. I, yeah. I think they did, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're smart. They're smart to do that. Put that on Monday night. I would too. So, yeah, but football's a coming. Football's coming. Yeah. <laughs> did, so, what did I miss the other forty minutes? But we were basically talking about how you really don't care about the, sh- you know, your, you know, your, uh, you know, your Instagram story. You're showing your life. You're not showing that you're sitting constantly in front of the TV watching games, and that you know a lot no, of people don't imagine. learn from you. Um, you know, they, they learn. They care more about the games that you're giving out for free, which is why I said put a kibosh on the seven-game free pick winning streak because. People are only caring about that one individual game, 
And they're not looking at the fact that you're walking to the gym, you're in a bar, you're in Vegas, you're on Fremont Street, you're hanging out with your kids. It's like you're not sitting there staring at the screens. And I think a lot of that gets overlooked that you can be a professional sports trader and you don't have to be a fan of sports. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. You're at the gym working out. You're on the treadmill. You're lifting weights. You're not sitting there going, oh, my God, the runner's on second, and there's two outs, and the batter's up. I can't imagine. I cannot. And you guys saw me last night. I I had a good spot. Uh, It was fun, and then the second spot didn't turn out too well with my dating life, but it's all right. But, yeah, I can't imagine actually watching the games and sweating. Although I did – I did – See the scores come across in, in the bar. So I looked, you know, but that's about it. Didn't sit there and glued to the TV. I just can't imagine doing that. You guys know I always say that, but in NFL though, I try to. In NFL, I I try to watch. Well, we watch the red zone, which I think Mike, you watch the red zone too. We just. Oh, yes, yeah. that's our go-to. Yeah, because there's not to me that's that's the ultimate. I mean, you get to see every 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 score of, of every game. Now, so. do you have the Verizon or Comcast version or whatever you have up there, Red Zone or Direct TV Red Zone? It's no, it's not Direct TV Red Zone. It's uh, the cable providers, right? Yeah, something like that. It's not Direct TV though, because we don't have Direct TV. But it's somehow hooked up. Uh, I think Randy hooked it up, or no, some random girl I was with hooked it up. I don't know, but it's it's there. And <laughs> yeah, I can't wait, can't wait, I can't wait for football. I love baseball. I love the nice weather, but can't wait for football, guys, because you know that's the real money. And we got what two months? No, we got. We got two and a half, two, two and three quarters, so we should still be living up this summer. Um, which no, I mean I the summer's basically, the summer's basically yeah. just beginning. I mean, June, July, August; those are the big summer months. And what I'm excited about is a lot of our clientele that's been following us for years is finally going to have such a, a a better starting point for football to have magnified their bankroll. And it's going to be, and they'll be able to make larger plays percentage-wise. Still low percentage, but now they're bigger, you know, one to two percent plays for them. And come football, the volume increases. Then we have a crossover where it's, you know, toward the end of football season, where college basketball and NBA, and you know, come November, December. I just remember those months being very, very big. So I'm just excited for not only our pockets, but and what we do personally but also to to have clients follow our lead and, and really make exponential returns in the long run. Yeah, that's what it's about. That's what we try to do. And, yeah, I mean, baseball's clicking now, um, so let's, let's hopefully keep that going. But football, nothing like football. But let's get elaborate on that because we got 10 minutes left. I was just basically saying it shouldn't really matter if you're a sports trader. And I said when you say nothing like football, it's not because you love the sport. It's because there's more opportunities because the volume is greater. Same thing with yes. college basketball. Yes, and half points are worth more. 
Uh, although, right. So when he I'm said, to all you listeners, baseball. I love football doesn't mean I'm a bigger fan of that sport. No. It just means I love football because the market is better monetarily. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you. Yes. Actually, though, I will say I do love watching football more, and I think all, all three of you do too. But when I did say that comment, that's exactly what I meant. Yeah. But I think I just have – I have more investment in football, Dave, outside yeah. of the actual landscape of, like right now, right. I'm running the totals model. I'm not watching the games. I don't care. It's like it. I put it through, and I, and I give it out to the clients, and that's it. Yeah. In football, we got FanDuel, and I'm talking about the FanDuel where I'm actually doing the lineups for, for the 1 o'clock slate, for the 4 o'clock slate. Like there's just 100 different fantasy lineups, and I do my own fantasy then I'm doing pick 'em pools. Then I'm. It's like it never ends. Like Sunday, it's the buildup for Sunday is just so insane that once it starts, it's like by four or five o'clock, I'm burnt out mentally. I like want to take a nap. I'm just so the, I have so much hype going into yeah. the beginning of the day and so many games. Like I'm, I get burnt out by the middle of the day, early in the season before I'm like seasoned for the action. It's what it seems like every time, every year. So, but. It's not here yet, Dave. We get to enjoy the summer. You get to enjoy the Stanley Cup playoffs. You get to enjoy the beautiful sights and seas that you send me every day on text. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, man. It's a, you you got you to have a good work-play balance, and I feel like you're, you're really in a good mindset these days to be able to achieve both sides of it. Yeah, 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 I'm trying. Hey, what do you think about my anti? Hey, by the way, Dave, the Dodgers are officially negative for the season, minus ninety five dollars. Let me let me ask you guys a question. So, the yeah yeah good call. I mean, you you called that last year too, so so I'll give you credit there. What do you guys think about this Angels situation? Do you think there's an With emotional the edge going? No, just they're overall losing. They're they're losing thirteen in a row or whatever it is. Do you guys think there's an emotional edge to take down do you think there's like some type of emotional disadvantage or do you think it's neutral what is it what does everybody think because this is a weird spot you know that you don't you you rarely don't see a team who actually has talent like that start out basically like what was it 65 70 percent win rate drop 13 and then you're you're going man they're, they're actually a pretty good team where, where do they stand emotionally? Because you always want to you want to assign emotional edge or disadvantage, so it's it's tricky there. What do you guys think? I mean, I do think that with the firing of the coach now with the new coach, there's always going to be a pump up. I mean, they're just uh-huh. trying to do it like a more of a pattern interrupt. I don't know if that's going to instantly work right away, but. For a team that lost 13, or and we saw this with the Yankees last year. Remember that they went on like a crazy winning streak, and then when they went on a crazy losing streak, I think they're kind of in the same breath as, as them, where they're very, very talented offensively, pitchers all around, and they've had those crazy winning early. That I think it's going to break. I mean, I think it's at this point it's pretty mental for them to just like not close out games. And with the firing of their coach, I I do, but that wasn't your question. Your question was, what's how do you feel if they're in the middle? I do think it's it's heighted toward 
the positivity of them with a new coach for them to win sooner than later. So I think the edge is in our favor if we were to play the Angels going forward because of the change of regime. At least that's my opinion. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same, but I'm going, this is like an emotion or this sport is emotionless. And then I kind of feel sore the lines, like a team can lose 13 in a row. Well, which doesn't happen that often, but they could have the talent there and the line won't really reflect the losing 13 in a row. So it's a weird spot. Like last night, they barely lost. You know, so I don't know. So it's a, it's a weird spot. I, I don't know. I don't really know how to proceed. I guess just go off the numbers and then keep the emotion neutral. You know, whatever the numbers say over the sample size, just go with that, you know. So I think that's going to be my default. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you there. So, I mean, they've lost 13 rows. Oh, and they're, they're being outscored. They're being outpitched. Otani is having weak after the last two starts. He's been doing terrible. So that's very unorthodox for him as, you know, he was a Cy Young pitcher last year and he was a MVP this year. So, I mean, sorry, MVP last year as well. So for him to get Trout back, and I thought that was a huge difference maker, getting the best player in baseball to come back on your team and they were playing extremely well for it. It's very shocking. I just can't see. Look, I haven't done the streak game at all. I let you do all the sides, but I can't see them losing the next five. And that could be naive of me to say without actual data behind it. But I think the personally the change of regime I think is gonna is gonna boost their levels to get them to at least get them out of the hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's it's just the spot I got to bring up because it's. It's an extreme spot. Do they play tonight? In a row. Do we even look at? They they play. Uh, is it the same series? Let me see. And then they even have the lead at one point. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure uh, today. Yeah, they play at home versus. Uh, they're they're plus one fifty dog at home versus the Red Sox. You know, they must have an awful pitcher. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's just a weird spot. I don't know. 13 in a row, and they, and they and they have a pretty good team. Definitely tricky there. One of those spots that you can't really have in a model because it's so rare. You know, and, and even a bad team to lose 13 in a row is, is a rare spot. So... Yeah, we'll see. But but every day people oh that you can't they can't lose again, no way. So and I and I kinda of feel the same way. It's just I don't know if that's square or just no, they have to turn it around. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um I'm excited to see that uh Honestly, when they're going to break out, I mean, you're getting good value right now, getting plus 150 at home uh-huh. for a good team. And it's not like Which the Red Sox talking about? are – we're talking about the Angels. I mean, it's not like the Red Sox are overpowering anybody. They're second to last in the division. Yeah, they won six in a row, and you don't want to buck that 
entirely based on John's theory in the last five years. But, you know, you're talking about getting such good value at home versus a team that has, like, they will do anything right now to just get a win under their belt because they're still in the playoff race as well. I mean, they're second in their division, 27 and 30 are the Angels. So, you know, it's very early in the season and they need to, need to get their mojo back. And, you know, the, the coach was fired yesterday. That could easily be a, uh, a pump up for the game today for them to actually win one. Yep. 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 Yeah. And, and I realized too, looking at everything in baseball, it is a pretty emotionless sport compared to football and basketball. Like there's not many there. There's it's rare that you watch, that you look at the Except situation. Except when you throw the ball at the guy's head and they rush the field. Did you see that? Well, the other day? <laughs> See you next week, Dave. See you, Micah. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free.